Hello and welcome to the Social Review Podcast. As always, I am your host, Michael, and today you join me as we run down the 72 hours from hell, i.e. the fallout of the local election results in England and, to a certain extent, the Scottish Parliament results as well. Now, it's fair to say for those of us who are lucky enough to live in Mark Drakeford's Wales that it's been a funny old thing to watch over the past uh, few days. Welsh Labour, of course, managing to win 30 seats of the available 60 in the recent Senate elections. Uh, You know, a complete success story that unfortunately we've heard all too little about in the UK media because it's been overshadowed by what's been going on with the UK Labour Party. To remedy this, later in the week we'll be getting you a pod all about the Welsh elections from those who are in and around the various campaigns and their insights about an all-too-underreported aspect of UK politics. But for now, we join the social review team, myself included this week, as we run down what happened over the weekend, the implications for Starmer's leadership, as well as the Labour Party as a whole. Enjoy. I'm joined by Kieran, Julia and Lines today to talk about the absolute carnage that's been the last few days in Labour politics. Ah! If you're the UK Labour Party anyway, I mean, if you're the Welsh Labour Party, it's been a fantastic time. I mean, I've, I've, I've truly, <laughs> well and truly enjoyed myself. Uh, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say something like, uh. I've seen some takes like Owen Jones going like, well, Anna Sauer has no right to be happy. I'm pretty happy with like, we got what we got. Like, I thought it was okay. I think Anas, he had fun. And, uh, you know, Hugh seems relatively happy as as you can be as a member of the Scottish Labour Party. So didn't Scottish Labour, like, lose seats? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but, like, here's the thing. It it was briefed. It it was expected, like, before he took over. It was expected that they they would go much worse. And, like, there was, like, talk, like, in the middle bit that, like, we would, like, fall to the Greens, which, like, I didn't think it would happen. Yet, I think it, will, it, it might just happen someday. Sure, but, it, but like, but like, for, it, we were expecting like a, a, a massacre, and then we came up and we had a good time, and it was right, fine. Right. Like, ah, thank you. I hope he does this again. That's not, that's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had heard he was a bit crap, and he was a bit rubbish, and uh, he seems to have turned out a good one. Um, yeah. So Anna Sawa, decent leader of Scottish Labour, it seems like Mark Drakeford. Eternal ruler. The absolute boy, you might say. The absolute boy. The Labour Party of Cornwall doesn't exist yet, but I'm sure. Yet. Uh, yet. What, what are the Andy Burnham? Um, leader uh, of the UK Labour Party. How's, how's he doing? Oh, Angela uh, Rayner is fine. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Angela Rayner, leader of the Labour Party, is absolutely having a great time. She, she had some rough times this weekend, but I, I think she pulled through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what about that other guy? Oh, the 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 fail son. Yeah, Nick everyone's... Thomas Simmons. Yeah. Nick Thomas Simmons. <laughs> 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 he gets away with it. How is Nick Thomas Simmons, a man I who is very into labour politics, like forget every five seconds? Who I I, I don't think I've ever seen it, it on a clip. How has he survived? Without even comment, without even. I mean, I mean, like the the actual answer to this is that, like, I think he was gonna go. He was he was up to the, for the job, and they were gonna put some like some like, you know, some sadist from the, the right of the party. Right. Okay. And then I think when they, I think that when they uh, couldn't couldn't do it to Rainer, they had to stall the whole thing. So it does speak to you know how what his priorities are that he took shafting the 
you know, Annalise Dodsley, very, very well respected, very well regarded woman, very smart economist. So shaft her rather than shaft this guy no one cares about. That doesn't speak well of him at all. And without being too much of a, in, in football Twitter term, terms as a, uh, an ITK, the, 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 the uh, it, it, as an in the know, uh, the NTS shafting that was never actually on the table because they're, 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 you know, like that. Well, well, he's, he's close to the a few people who are close. To, he's close to someone. He's close to his sister, Carrie Simmons. <laughs> and they and they they keep oh him as a, they keep him as a source. Oh, was it um, like was were they friends at uni or is that um, I thinking of someone else who's like yeah they were friends right? they were friends because they're brother and sister. No. So. <laughs> Did, I mean, is it Did you know the Chuckle just... Brothers also yeah. carbon yeah. source? It's not it's not it's not liable to say someone someone's brother. It's like fine. It's, oh. it, it doesn't go to, it doesn't go to character. So so if we can um like like hammer back down to kind of like what actually went on like I, I'd be interesting to hear because I think we've got like a good yeah. cross sections of people in terms of like how yeah, I mean, how Keith pilled we all were before this beforehand, weekend and now yeah. ha- <laughs> now <laughs> Yeah, so I I, I kind of want to say like uh, firstly I think we should do that and second I want to sort of give you my my but blow by blow account of where my like Thursday to Sunday yeah yeah sure go for it well, let's go around first of all so previously to this I was what you might I have a trans person I was at least moderately peaceful I'm not particularly happy with kids so I'm afraid having a trans stuff in the party there've been a number of other stuff like the spy cop stuff like the overseas operations bills a bunch of other stuff where I've not been happy. But I've, at least I've been able to be like, okay, I can see why you are making that political decision. I don't like it, but fair enough. Okay. Um, I can see the political constraints you're going under, but it was getting harder and harder for me to be like, what am I going to do like this guy? And of course, I didn't vote for him until I, I gave him my second preference, but like, I didn't vote for him in the first place. I like, I, I, unlike people I know who are much more on the left than me, but who were like, you know, actually, he used to be a Trotskyist. He's secretly very left wing. And I was like, that is not true in any sense. You are having taken for a ride, but, I, I can't stop you. But I, 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 I was never particularly like, Kira is amazing. I was always like, Kira is fundamentally a kind of dull man. Um, but, well, he's, an, he's a bit inexperienced politically. But I wasn't like, I still thought people calling him Keith was a bit silly. And I wasn't willing to pull out go, he's awful. But then on but Friday, I ceased to be a Labour uh, council candidate by losing my seat. And therefore, I felt, I felt happier to criticise the leadership. It felt less embarrassing to do so. Uh, and then also uh, the leadership shat the bed. Um, and so that then that made it a lot easier for me too. Well, I mean, I was much more sympathetic to Starmer. Um, you know, I wrote an article about him where saying, you know, the left wasn't learning their lessons from Corbyn leadership and seemingly he hasn't learned those lessons either. I would say, I think the thing that annoys me most about all of it is Isn't they probably uh, basically like Seinfeld, like no learning, no hugging? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that annoys me the most about all of it is that he's actually put at risk the progress he's made, the actual progress he's made in areas like tackling anti-Semitism. And, you know, you can say all you like about professionalising the party, but, you know, this is the opposite of that. And, you know, torching your own credibility, as he's done, in such a huge way, I just don't see how he can come back from it. He, he may get to come back and cling off, but he'll never get to be the adult in the room again. You know, I never thought he was that. <laughs> Mind you, I just thought he was the best choice of those leadership candidates when I did vote for him. But but that that brand of he's gonna that. cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I was never I was never that invested in him. Like I I thought I'm voting for this guy because he is representing sort of a return to traditional 
sort of laborism in the sense of, you know, he's going to be the real, it's it, it better to have a leader who the public is not fussed about rather than have the one that they viscerally hate. In fairness, the public's still not fussed about it. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, there's, there's not... we say he shot his credibility. I, I think what he means is he shot his, his credibility among, like, very online soft leftists. And there were no, dozens. no, that's not no, his within problem. His, within his, his, own prob- his problem is not, yeah, his problem is not that he made people who read, read and, like, listen to this, all respect to all five of you, uh, th- that he made these people mad. We love our, pro- we, we love our listeners, uh, well and yeah. truly. The problem is that he, he shot his credibility among the PLP. That's the problem. Which is where, he, which is where in a sense, his power is. Yeah, I was explaining this to a friend of mine who is like quite radical left wing, but not in a sort of like activity, activist way, just like that is what their politics are. They live in Bristol. They're sort of a green Labour swing voter, if you see what I mean. Um, but they have no idea about the internal workings of the Labour Party. And I was just attempting to explain the whole thing to them. And that's kind of what I settled on. Basically, he has pissed off the group of people, the PLP, which, like, actually he really can't afford to yeah. ignore it. Or his credibility with. So, uh, um, Julia, where, where were you? Where were you before? I think you were already pretty Heathrow, right? I mean, like... No! No! Uh, like, the thing about your Star Wars is that, like... So, like, throughout the context, I when I watched the content, I thought... The person who deserves to win this contest is Lisa Nandy. I understand that she's not going to do it because she spent two years behaving like an idiot. I'm sorry, Lisa. Uh, behaving like an idiot, saying like, I'm, I'm going to vote for Theresa May's deal, so I won't. Like, you know, but the person who deserves to win this contest is Lisa Nandy. When Starman won, I thought, you know what? The upside of this is that it was very unlikely that we would ever win this election anyway. It's better to have a man who will just, you know, steady as he goes and ride along and give us like 10, five more seats and then go away. You know, it's better to just burn him on this one and recover than, so I, I just like, it's hard for, the thing about like the whole thing about, well, movie ride, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's hard for me to care because I right. know this is, will never be yeah, practice. So, 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 so your assumption was basically that, which is, I say, has eternally been my assumption that we will lose the next election, but we want it, we will lose it less badly mm. and sort of begin. Yeah, the yeah. I just, thought, I, I thought like when the numbers came out for that exit poll, I thought, yeah, well, that, that, like, unless you have like David Cameron, right? And, and like even David Cameron failed, you don't, you, you just don't recover from under, from like two hundred, yeah. you know, or sub two hundred. As we turn out to be like right now. So like, so like, I, I like thought that like this leadership sort of like didn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what I mean? So, but, so with, like, but, I, I, like, I don't feel exercise at, you know, it's hard for me to feel like very strongly about anything your Sarma does or doesn't do. Mm. Except, except like, like, I think the only thing that like, really like the really like I, I was like losing patience is the stuff around dress right but like and now i'm just like oh no 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 the problem is not that that you're sort of uh, uh you have politics that are different to mine or like you're taking bad jo- no 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 the problem is that you're fundamentally an idiot and you, <laughs> you should you you should not be like it i i, I describe it to kevin who's who's a mutual friend of uh, nine lines as like the shock of finding out that your Uber was being driven by a fourteen-year-old, you know, it's like it's like 
it's like, no, 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 no. The problem is not that, like, I might disagree with the 14-year-old politically. It's that I, I don't trust you to do this. Yeah. Right, right, right. You know? No, I mean, it's like, and the thing is, actually, if I look at where we ended up, so, you know, I, I think, when did, when did the sort of reshuffling start? Was it Friday night or Saturday night? It was Saturday, Saturday. 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 Yeah. It technically, it, te- it, it actually technically started on, on um, Sunday because the, the reshuffle wasn't supposed to start immediately, but they decided to brief the, the Rainer had been fired. Well, or Rainer briefed it. I mean, this is a deeply unclear thing, right? Is it exactly mm. who, who briefed what when? Is a thing which. Oh, who, who, who was it that briefed? Was it the people that spent like the whole of Saturday night going, we're big, strong boys and we're going we're, <laughs> to we're demote Lisa Nandy and John Ashworth? You, 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 you came at you <laughs> Nobody came for goes, me. Nobody And then it's like. You came it, for, for it, Janet Chapman and the Shadow Cabinet? Whoa, <laughs> you're going to get it, both barrels. And then immediately had to roll back. Was it them or was it Rainer? Yeah, I, no, don't exactly. know. I mean, I mean, know. I mean, well, the thing is, it's just that if you read between the lines, maybe read between the lines. Like Stephen Bush is just blatantly very mad on Twitter about this. Right? They just lied to journalists, or rather, they sort of said one thing and then they later briefed. Oh, oh, no, we never said that. That was clearly Rayner who said that, and it's like, right. So now you're just briefing out to Dan Hodges that we're fools. I mean, the Dan Hodges point in all of this is. Uh, I was talking to Kieran before just... before we started recording. The fact that like, I I don't know what planet I'm operating on where like the the kind of like competent labor leadership who's kind of like adjusted to what's going on in 2019 and like has got like a clear-eyed strategic view of the way the world is in the pandemic is is now like seemingly taking like serious advice in one form or another even from the vibes or like explicit things he's saying from literal Dan Hodges because that's where we're at at the minute. Because well, no, no, no. I, I think I think it's maybe not taking advice from Dan Hodges, but taking advice from a figure with close links to a past area of labour. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the point. Like Dan Hodges is the is the cipher for like a like a version of the Labour Party and a version I would say of reality that hasn't existed for the best part of I want to say nine years, if if not ever, you know, potentially. Right. Uh, and and like. Basically, listening to Peter Manson with his sort of like, again, his essentially out, like, I'm not denying that these people once had a grasp of how to maybe get elected in this country. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I'm saying that they, they, they do not understand the situation that, that, or what the FC leader of the Labour Party does, or what an NEC <laughs> is, yeah. or how to count to 40. If you listen to Peter Manson now, he'll say things that get him, you know, like a headline, he'll say, Keir Starmer needs to embrace Brexit value. And then when he's at, when you actually, you know, get him to expand on what he means by that, he says he needs to go after the hard left union. And it's like, <laughs> what world is he living in? Like the place, people in Hartlepool, like young people in Hartlepool don't know what a union is for. You know, they're not <laughs> yeah. asked about there's some union vote in some way on the NEC where Starmer should have a majority if he didn't sack Rayner. The thing, it's so, so stupid. Well, I think he sort of... It's almost incomprehensibly it, right? stupid. Like, like, that is the thing, and that's the thing we've seen with Rainer's tweets today, is that basically, like, she's just she's just out there going, hi, I'm Andy Rainer. Can't tell me if retweeting what she's saying. And it's like, she really wields a lot of explicit power mm. that she was previously not really wielding. And, like, that should really spook... Like, they have, all they've achieved is to make their own position, their political position weaker. Right? It's like... It's like that like, you're watching someone playing chess and they just move their queen out 
and he just gets in front of a, in front of a piece, he just gets taken, and you're like, well, that was pointless. Like, no, I I just, I completely disagree. It's like you're playing chess with someone, and that that person gets their queen and shoves it straight up their own ass. <laughs> you know, like, and, and then you go. Why have you done this? And then they open their mouth and review 500 pins that they've been eating all along. You know, it, 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 it's just, it's just like in every level. Well, that makes the cut. Like, <laughs> like it, it's just like in every, like, here's the thing. I, like I said, I was not fussed about where Sarah was going to take the party because like about three months in, I was like, hmm. You you don't have what it takes to like you're not an extraordinary politician, are you? You're 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 okay at best. You're good at best. Yeah. And then I, so it wasn't fuss. So like when he was gonna move dots, I was just like, this this is a bad idea. You're gonna shoot the legs of your leadership. But like maybe this is the only way because like here's the thing. Annalise Dodds is and has proven herself to be a dignified, serious, and capable uh, shadow chancellor. She's also very, very loyal. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I have definitely seen some MPs basically tweeting in a sort of arch criticism of Rayner, that basically Dodds has moved without tweeting out about it and without complaining. So there's all, so there's all the, Dodds' image is like the dutiful, loyal one. Uh, yeah, but here's the thing. Sort of remains. This is but, like, uh, it, it, this, this, like, this is someone that like, this is like an asset. I cannot explain how important it is. If you look back in like every like across like labor leaderships, like it's very rare for a leader to have that. Tony Blair didn't have that. Harry Wilson, like the millions that he had, didn't, didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, balls and balls and development didn't have that. So like it, it's very hard to get a leader, uh, a chancellor who's willing to to just accept your ideas. Yeah. To an extent, and and, and he has and, and not and not, it doesn't want your job. Even more loyal than McDonald was to Gordon, you yeah. know, and that's saying something. Because yeah, because she wasn't gonna brief against against him and try to get yeah, her she, own she, ideas she, true. She, she, right? she wasn't gonna do a sort of McDonald's style McCavity act where he's definitely yeah. playing some sort of. She, she was almost kind of a victim of like her own kind of goodness, well, for want of a better phrase. Old, and the fact yeah, that she, the problem she, with Annalise Dodds is that she was too good. Yeah, she's too, too nice. Pure. <laughs> but also, like, uh, uh, putting out those qualities, she's also very, like, talented at the brief. Yeah. You know, but what she lacked, I guess, was cut through against Richard Sunak. I just don't quite buy that cut through against the Chancellor is like, like, if everything else is working, like, it, it is an indication that your comms operation isn't working well. If you can't get your shadow It's Starmer's right. fault, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like like but but here's the thing. But here's the thing. After a while, even though I thought this, I thought, okay, you know what? I'll I'll while I still think this is a terrible idea, I can see the merit of moving him moving Dodds for Reeves, because it has reached a point where like you you, you just can't produce a message. You can't do this. Well, so you well, need someone well, else to do it for you. You, like, but like, or, I was talking to someone. Keep, it, it normally would have kept the right a bit happier, right? Like, it, you know, that they were wanting something. Not even that. Not even that. Like, he, here's the thing. I describe this as the. This is a highly scientific term. The himbo option, <laughs> where like you have like you present yourself as like, oh hi, it's me, Kier Starmer. I look like this. I'm like a normal guy. You know, I am a Cameron type. You know, you're not as scared of me. Blah blah. You know, and also here are my ideas, and then you present Rachel Reeves' ideas, which like are a project that that you know, yeah. are a project that would would not come from him. 
I'm an idiot. The person who's doing the thinking is this, right? This is also the weekend at Bernie's option, <laughs> right? So that was that was the late latest stage of the court when it was because it was really realistic. Um, I've read left out. Like <laughs> from about the summer of 2018, the man had checked out. Yeah, the, the, uh, the man was out to lunch. <laughs> so, like, the, the, this is what I'm saying. Like, like you can do that and get a like a coherent message. Sure. And and like it, it. So like this wasn't like moving right is not the problem for me particularly because it's just p- picking needless fights with. It's not picking needless fights. It's picking the one fight you cannot pick. Right. Right. With, with... It, 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 it's it's just like it, it shows a well, lack of capacity to understand very basic things. I think, exactly. I think part of that as well is um, the fact that the reshuffle was the day after the election while the results were still coming in. Right, like, no, like, if if they just said, let's wait a week, then do this, who would have cared? No, nobody. Nobody would have cared. Like, 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 and and you could have done it differently. It would have felt different now. Like we were getting such good news that night as this stuff comes in, and it was just like, what, what? How have you done this? I also just, I, I may just be, you know, I'm, I'm west of Office Dyke, so every all news is good news about the Labour Party at the minute. I kind of just, I was looking at like the media coming in, like the takes coming in. It's like, is that? You know, even if the night was bad, like if it was briefed to be like, oh, we had a difficult evening, even though that, you know, we won all these metro mayors and like the council results were probably like a score draw given circumstances. Even if it was bad, was it bad to the point of like needing immediate rec- uh, recriminations, like in the normal run of things? Well, no. Thing is, is, that, is that fundamentally these results are like what these council results kind of looked like were really bad in a way that reflects a slight recovery from. The sort of levels of 2019, right? Mm. And that's kind of what you'd expect, given. I think someone said on Twitter that basically they, maybe it was Stephen, I can't remember someone else. You know, the, the, the Stephen, Stephen Bush, guys. Stephen Bush, sorry. <laughs> just, like just, just, just a little name Trump drop. We're, we're, we're first name terms here, of course. Ask yeah. Steve. No, so uh, Stephen Bush was saying, I think it's someone on Twitter, or maybe it was someone else. But basically, expectations were set about six months ago when, like, things were really bad. We were going into lockdown again, and there weren't effective vaccines. And they had their ideas in the head that these would be good. And like, then the government like released a bunch of vaccines and every- and freed everyone from their houses and kind of ended the pandemic. And apparently, the situation is good for them. And you know, they won a bunch of votes. And the- all these lots of these councils were elected before the Brexit vote, mm-hmm. like before the big realignment. And so you'd expect to see a bad night like this. I, and I don't understand why that wasn't fundamentally wasn't what they were expecting. And so you don't brief that out. You don't say, oh, obviously everyone hates us, so it's going to go terribly. But like, my point is, and, and I suspect this is part of why Rainer was so annoyed, right? It feels like you're looking for an excuse because can you seriously say that like the failure of the chair of the Labour Party, a position that like barely exists, it was like the thing that like made a bunch of people decide to finish up a sort of like 20 year voting slide away from us it, it seems unlikely mate uh, I think the it's... other thing too uh, well, the other thing too is which we should uh, I think is would be for very few good not to dwell on but I think we should mention is that Coach, uh, Starmer seems to be very protective of his staff mm. and and that is a, I, don't, I think it's a bad thing to be loyal to one's staff um, and actually I've heard, I heard that about him before the quality and I thought it was a good quality, and I think it is good. <laughs> he's been very loyal to his staff, which is great. It's a good quality. I'd heard that was a thing that he was good at. 
but the point is here it seems to be the case that like you know Angela Rayner and other people blame certain elements of his staff and fundamentally he wants to be loyal to them and to a degree like it, it from, from what was being briefed out people are being sacked because they were briefing against staff and like when you're in that position when the people who like you you for political reasons actually keep on side and you're like well actually no because I don't want to hurt my staff's feelings so I'm not going to do anything that might damage them it's like well that suggests you can't make tough choices when you need to make them. Obviously, there are some other stuff regarding staff that we're not going to say because it's almost definitely libel, but there was a bunch of stuff on Twitter, um, which I think I think broadly turned... That was the point on... Certainly there was a point on uh, Saturday night when everything suddenly turned to farce, but I don't think we need to discuss that here. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't think it's relevant anyway, because it's not really relevant to the wider thing of just how bad a fit the, the, the details of why he he's loyal to staff, like be be 100% serious. The details of why he was loyal to staff that were uh, going around in, on Twitter included like something that like on the cold light of day, when it's like when it's not being funny anymore, it was tinged with like a, a lot of sexism. Yeah, and uh, and and like because here's the thing, we know that I'm, I'm not saying i'm not repeating what it is but i'm going to repeat something that's well known carrie simmons doesn't like dominic cummins nobody at any point suspects that this means that boris johnson is like doing dominic cummins okay you know like no no nobody no like what i'm saying is that like it is very common for like relationships between uh sure. spouse yeah. to, to break down like this like this happens like quite a lot and so like looking back on the colonization there's a lot of sexism being implied on that one. I do think it's more of a sort of corporate thing, you know, like, it, you know, someone being loyal to their staff in a sort of corporate setting. Yeah, I, say, I think it is. Oh, that's uh, really good. You know, yeah, whereas well, I, in, a, it, in a political setting, it's like, ah, well, I'm going to be loyal to this person, even if they're incompetent. It's like, that's unworkable. And you can't do that. that. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Being loyal to your staff in the political sense, it's impossible because you must be able to scapegoat your staff. You yeah. don't scapegoat your leader. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm imagine, just gonna... if, imagine if and that, Ted and that, Cruz and that's, to be clear, horrible. scapegoated right? his staffer after that tweet. <laughs> after that tweet of his a while ago. Who, who, who was that? Uh, uh, Ted Cruz. Do you remember when he tweeted um, some porn onto his timeline? Oh, and yeah, then blame the staffer. What, 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 so, I mean, I, th- I think let's, I just want to say, because we are in the Labour Party, I think there's a very toxic aspect of politics, right? That like, like I think the book stops with the people who are appointed, if, if you don't want to criticize staff, that's fine, but that means the book stops the person who appointed the staff, and you're essentially saying, well, put all the criticism to me then. Well, then, okay, mate, but there's a lot of criticism. But, but also, here's the thing in politics, like, like, I'm so sorry, I know this is fundamentally unfair, but like, you, you should be able to be, be like, you know what, my communication seems not working. This, this is going out of the airlock, you know. What you don't do is fire the person you, you can't fire, which is your elected deputy who sits at you in the NAC and who has at that point until been voting with you in the NAC because well, that's a that's a bad move. You really understand why uh, Landsman and, and Corbyn to be wants to get rid of the post of deputy because yes. the whole separate mandate mm. thing is disastrous. I mean, it's really funny, but... Oh my goodness! I mean, it was like, it was difficult enough when like you had someone who was a kind of like popularly maligned figure like Tom Watson, who had like mates in the media, but like didn't really have a power uh, base within the membership. 
you know, to a, to an extent, the PLP because you had a lot, you know, post twenty seventeen, it was different. Like Angela Rayner is is nearly like as far as you can be a universally adored figure within the Labour Party. She enjoys a degree of support across the membership across CLPs that you know if you ignore the kind of like headbangers on left-wing Twitter like it's pretty much unparalleled within any kind of modern Labour politician and you think like after a set of election results that have been tinged by the pandemic is like I I need to pick a pick a fight fight with her you know I mean if you look at the deputy leadership contest she didn't win in the first round like everyone was predicting you know with Starmer did it's you know she's Unfortunately, as popular as a woman could be in the Labour Party, which is a horrible yeah, thing to that's, say. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know? No, I, I, I think the thing about Angela Rayner is that it's not only that she's, oh, she's quite, she's quite popular. It's like, it's less about this. And it's like, once you've done this, she now is very popular. Because, because she not, because like, you you've made people choose between her and you, well, when, and when you you, d- you didn't you didn't because if you had to do it, you had to do it in such a way where the blame was a hundred percent on her. When you start breaking out frankly misogynistic things like oh, but she wore leopard print tights and boots to a cam- uh, like a campaigning test, and by the way, she looked like literally most people do when they turn up a canvassing session, right? Like, and that's and you're like, oh, and I am known for being a stuffed suit. I feel like you're inviting people to sort of take a popular appraisal of this other figure. Like, what are you doing? Uh, it, it's like, at times I feel like, is this, has this all been part of the plan? Are they all secretly on Team Rainer all along? And like, the, the idea is that Starmer is just, is just like an ablative armor. He knows that he is. Because I don't understand why these, what, like, I just don't understand these choices that they've made. And what <laughs> makes, what, what that made me worry about is that, I went back to some of the stuff where I'd been a bit more generous and I applied my kind of cold, steely, Keir pill, uh, Keith pill lens and I'm like, no, you know, I, at the time, most of the worst people, most of the worst people in the Labour Party were talking about this stuff. So I'd mostly sort of, you know, I, I'd filtered it out or had blocked them all. But like looking at this again, no, I mean, you know, I see the point. I, like, like it, he has retroactively made his past decisions worse with this decision being so bad. I think, I think what, what it made me go like, uh it's when like is like the Corbin t- stuff because like I used to think that like a hundred percent cards on the table. I don't give a fuck if you're gonna send me hate. Corbin deserves to be spelled with the Labour Party because he has shows that proven in every single occasion where he has to choose between not not getting involved in anti-Semitism and getting involved in anti-Semitism. He's gonna choose to be involved in anti-Semitism. So I'm so sorry. You know, like, I don't give a fuck. Despite that, the mess he did, the mess done with Corbyn, where th- they made him, like, they sort of had agreed with, the next, with an apology, and then after the apology oh. went out, they they realized the reaction of the groups, and then they banned him again. Like, retroactively, I'm like, uh, yeah, at no. Time, at the time, oh, I was like, what? This well, was really bad. Because I've always thought that was really, really badly done. But, I, but then I, I was yeah, like... I, yeah, I think it's the thing is, like, I, 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 I'm I, sort of okay with the outcome, but I didn't quite think it would get to here, and that was kind of badly handled. And I'm looking back, I'm like, oh, you're just a fool. Right, I see. Yeah, you, 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 you thought, oh, you, thought you could just do this. That contextualizes you know. his action. Okay, right. You thought you could do this in the middle of an NEC election, and it wouldn't have any consequences. Like it's it's 
and and the, and the thing is that like again, I think that was the right decision, but I think it was politically like as I say, I've gone back to the thing where I thought, oh, you're just acting under political constraints, um, and uh, I'm not sure that's the decision I would have made. And I've gone, yeah, it isn't the decision I would have made. I wouldn't have made it like that. And I think it's because you you're not very good at this. Yeah. And, and and he hasn't had much chance to get better. Like it's been a really weird year of politics, which I think is actually part of the problem, right? He's kind of been leader for like a year, but also he's not really had it. He's not really had a crucible of fire properly. And I think that's based on. Yeah, weirdly, I think his leadership internally, externally, it's been an incredibly difficult mode, if you like. Internally, it's been an incredibly easy mode. Because he's been, been bad for him, right? He's not had. To no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Gordon Brown not doing the, the leadership contest. In you know, not not road testing yourself is bad. Obviously, in some ways, you know, in many ways, this isn't his fault. You know, COVID and that. But when you've got like Richard Bergen still coming out after this and being like, guys, what will really sort this is a special conference. <laughs> <laughs> or John yeah. Trickett saying, oh, what we need to do is have vote of no confidences at CLPs, and it's like you did that when Corbyn resigned, yeah. nothing happened. You know, so I love that tweet by the way. That was like. John Cricket, Cricket says, like, oh, one of the first things Keir Starmer did when he became leader was sack me and Richard Bergen. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're kind of trying to dunk on him at the minute. Like, <laughs> we're kind of trying to make yeah. him look bad. And, and, and you're, you're just heaping praise on the boy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, don't remind us of his good times. <laughs> we're you on the bad times right now. What um, I can't get away from is if Starmer was more like Corbyn, he would turn this around. He would turn this whole situation around and say, this is all the right wing press going after our Ange. You know, this. this <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I, I know no, like, he we're, totally we're, should, but he's not shameless enough. Well, I, I mean, I think the thing Dan is as well. Is too much to do this. I, if if Keir Starmer had the, had the like, this is a, this is a fucking statement of intent right here. If Keir Starmer had the political nous of Jeremy Corbyn, he would have stood there on Saturday evening and said. Well, you know, we've had difficulty communicating with people. The pandemic's really difficult, but we've had some good gains in key areas and Wales did really well. Corbyn, fucking awful leader of the Labour Party. One of the worst full time ever. Even he had the stones to kind of be able to like, well, we did he good did in that, these yeah. areas. Like, he, went, yeah. he went to Put Manchester. the shift in, man. Come on. He went to Manchester without Bernie. Isn't it, isn't it like... steps and said, we won. Even in 2017, with those shit results, he said, yeah, we did it, guys. And, you know, it weren't for him. It didn't matter. He just got to be shameless about these things. Right, you know? the thing. Corbyn fundamentally could, like, do, the, do whatever the political opponent of tweeting through it was, whereas Keir Starmer couldn't. And, like, and in to a degree, I suppose that is because Corbyn was not trying to pursue a reputational strategy, whereas Keir yeah. absolutely is. And I think that's why he's definitely in Chris well, is they feel like once to and, and I feel like they basically fought themselves in the corner, they jumped the wrong way, and now they've hurt the thing they were trying to preserve. But but here's a that's here's a key point of what I've been trying to come across, and I think I, I, I don't think I have. Keir Starmer's USB was I'm the leader of the Labour Party, who is like a normal guy. I know what being a leader of a party entails, and I'm just gonna do it. Right? He can't do this now. So what is he? He is currently too weak to be anything to anyone. He's too weak to be 2017 Corbynism with a reassuring chin. He's too weak to be the iconoclastic modernizer throwing off the shackles of 2017, uh, of the 2019 manifesto and expelling the left of the party as the right one to be. And he's too weak to be the Kinnock figure slowly but surely babying the members through the changes that he says that we need. He's too weak to be any of these things. So he's nothing to no one. 
because at the end of the day, it's like the, the the political project of like Starmerism, like in terms of if you look at like the Kinnock side of things, you think like internal reforms. It's like well, it's kind of done, and like the reason the EHRC stuff came through is not because of like Starmer's great political nous or anything or like careful gerrymandering of the NEC. It's because the party was fucking legally bound to do it. Well, and, and no, 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 no. I I disagree. I I think I think on the HRC, he was going well. Because here, here's a really funny thing. He had the support of one Angela Rayner. It's really funny. But he had the support of Angela Rayner and the people who, who like Angela Rayner, like Alice, Alice Perry, um, Anne Black, all these people, they, they wanted to support. Because it was also a point of political consensus though, because even though like RLB's leadership and uh, their outriders were like, oh, you know, we're like, you know, so even though like RLB's outriders um, were like, you know, kind of get, giving it the big and about the EHRC and stuff like that, like at the end of the day, like she still publicly and loudly said, oh, yeah, like I'm completely going to implement these recommendations. There was a, like a degree of consensus across that leadership. Election. Yeah, yeah. It, it would have to happen legally. But like yeah. the, the, how it was happening, it was thanks to, well, to and, and, and actual and skills and including and the skill to keep Rainer on site. Sorry. And okay. it's still happening, right? Like, they yeah. yes. finished the reforms. I am. Um, I, I think the big next thing for him is there's going to have to be a conference at some point. Hmm. I, I think maybe he has to get the general secretary through, at least on a nominal vote. Like, he's having to. He, I think there's a few things that he's going to have to go to conference. Could he be. I, I assume the NEC will try to avoid, and like Nathan earlier, where something that they legally need to get past can fail conference. But then, then I think that I, I just think that he's he's he, he had an opportunity to have his first conference after COVID be at least all right, and actually I feel like it's going no, to be a nightmare. Yeah. I just I do, I, 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 this I, motherfucker I is going to reintroduce like like some variant into into the country to like <laughs> avoid a fucking conference. What's interesting <laughs> is I'm not actually sure that he has control of the conference arrangements committee. I can is, I still, is that still um, I, I'm not entirely yeah. certain, but I don't think he does. So it could be very tricky. I mean, who has, I, who has control? Uh, the, the the CAC. The, the yeah. <laughs> we love our acronyms. Who's on the CAC? Um, I know Cena Chadwani. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And someone else whose so name escapes me because yes. are you guys I, doing this on the top of your heads? Jesus yeah. Christ! I, I spent like eighteen months not thinking about the Labour Party. It was, it's been fantastic, and I've just like reached from my memory like all of, like the JC. No, you shouldn't know this at all. You shouldn't. You shouldn't know this <laughs> no, at all. I, I, like, I, come I, on. I, yeah, this is this is information that you shouldn't be able to write. Yeah, um, like, you know, that's all the information I've read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Labour Party. It's the Labour Party all the way down. So, if if I may, kind of try and guide discussion a little bit, because we we we've, we've yeah. been um you know freewheeling for a while now. Do, yeah. do, like, what level of crisis, you know, crisis? What crisis in regards to the leadership is like? Is this? I mean, we, I think we all kind of had the settled view. It's like you know the next ele- general election anyway. We probably weren't going to win, it, and it's what? a matter of how badly we lost i would say but is is this mortal for the leadership i mean and, and if it is mortal does it even matter because does he really have anything to say like in terms of like the starmer project no here's the thing when you make a mistake this big you will make it again unless you take very very pointed steps to change it did he sack the staff no did he ch- uh, get new comms no did he like manage to like 
make peace with Rainer. No, they were briefing against her, against her yesterday. So if if you can't take steps to fix this, you probably will fuck this up again. This is why Boris Johnson kept fucking up with, with Dominic Cummins, and then he sacked Dominic Cummins, and then he was fine. You know, the, the vaccines helped, but like what I'm saying that like the, the messaging from Downing Street is much clearer. Hmm. And, yeah, and I, um, I think with how quickly yeah. it unraveled as well, like. It's very hard. It's easy to well, it's not easy, but with a slower decline in sort of competence, you know, it's it's harder for people to point to this is where it all went wrong. Mm. Whereas with this, it's like it is very easy to point to this is where it all went wrong. You should have made changes here. Well, You're not making changes here. You're continuing as you go. And I, I think the thing is too that like it was the fact that I mean, coming back to the communal operation, right? Like that, you know, we, they they continue to have a number of times in the past been quite slow to respond to things. And to a degree, I think that's, it's good to not be, like, Twitter responsive to stuff. But I think when, like, you've briefed out to journalists, someone is counter-briefing, and, like, it's all getting a bit chaotic, you need to get in there, make some clear decisions. Like, you need to basically go, and what, what, is there was that quote from a Labour MP who was like, Angela Rayner has, like, outsmarted me by going to the pub. <laughs> she just basically went to the pub, turned her phone off, had some people, or, like, you know, had some people brief out for her, and that wasn't around to solve the problem. A predictable course of events when you start this in like the, the evening or whatever, and it's like everyone is tired in emotion. No, sorry, everyone is tired. I didn't mean it in the euphemistic sense. Everyone is tired from the election campaign. You can't say tired and emotional, can you? That's a rule, isn't it? Yeah, because it, it now that people learn to mean drunk, that's not what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, everyone was really tired. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch on. Like I was like, yeah. oh my god. Everyone is tired from the election campaign. No one's making good decisions, and it's just like, why do it then? Why is it? Why? Why not decide you're going to fix it? But um, I, from my point of view, I don't think it's fatal. Um, it feels a little bit like when in a like in in a in a sort of Game of Thrones death scene when someone gets stabbed by a poison dagger or something, and it's like a slowly weeping wound, mm-hmm. and you know it probably is going to. It might not be the thing that kills them, kills them, but you know, if they do die, that will be like a critical, like, you know, that weakness will sort of truck them over at a key point. And I feel like in the fantasy novel that is Keir Starmer's life, he's just been like, I don't know, stabbed with the Nazgul dagger on Weathertop. So I'm going to top the sentence. <laughs> like, here's the thing, it is fatal, because, because like, okay, let's do Dominic Cummins, P.A., you know, like maybe, like maybe something like unlikely will happen. Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson is a fuck up, so he could just do something really, really yeah. bad before, and and then you get a ten point lead into the election, and then you survive. You know what happened to Corbyn? Corbyn, like nobody gave any, anything for him. Like everybody thought that was it, and then he got a a really good campaign and, and a really true, lucky true, true, break. Theresa May was like, "I'm says. We, we would like to kill our voters in particular. Yeah. No, 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 no uh, on, on all seriousness about Jeremy Corbyn's 2017 campaign, everyone gets lucky, but, you uh, you know, skill is how you play the card you've yeah. been dealt. And he yeah. was dealt, uh, he was dealt a really good hand and he played it very, very well. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and then he got like enough life to go on. Could this happen to Kirstarmer? Maybe. P P A as Dominic Common says, but like uh, so, well, P A. Yeah, it doesn't oh, say that. It's oh, P- like uh, probability eighty. Oh, I see you're doing. It's like, like probability eighty percent. Yeah. Are you becoming a super forecaster? <laughs> yes. 
I, I really, really believe that like he doesn't have any fucking clue what percentage it, it is, and he just says no. high numbers. Sorry, not, but not like, to be, not to be like person who read Secret Forecasting, but I think that's not the point. But I'll shut up. Uh, <laughs> but like, but like, by evil people. If you're not gonna change your behavior, if you don't set up to, it's it, it is very much like addiction, right? If you don't set up to change your your behavior, you're gonna keep doing it mm. because you're in a bad pattern. Saying that Keir Starmer was addicted to fucking up the Labour leadership. Yeah. Keir Starmer's actually got like a degradation kink from like the entirety okay. of left Twitter. Okay. Like he just fucking loves it. <laughs> Again, he <laughs> be, he be. If you look at the things that he suggested to do in the wake of the the local elections, it's literally all stuff previous Labour leaders or Labour leadership candidates have suggested, like Kinnick's policy review, Burnham's moving. Uh, the headquarters out of out of oh London, and it's literally all like he—he's like this sort of like almost this sort of robotic figure that just repeats sort of weird laborist things from the past. I just, and he says, "Well, one of these is going to work if we I'm, try it." But, <laughs> you know, but, 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 but the thing is, and I hate to say it because her tweeting has been very powerful today. I'm not convinced that Angela Rayner is super, super capable of more than that. I, I am looking around. I really Definitely. don't want to be down about the Labour Party because I want to believe in it. But I look around at our, any of our leaders and I go, you're just saying things I've said before. You're saying small little things in small little ways and you are not thinking in the sort of... Like, if Labour was to win in the next election or do really well the next election, I feel like it would be because because they have... They take a totally different approach they go really strong on some messaging. Like everyone is like, "Oh my goodness, that this is almost like, almost like a completely new party." In the in the way that Boris Johnson has sort of, sort of successfully like ran as not ran as the anti-politics, anti-establishment conservative party who'd been in power for like nearly ten years in 2019, right? Like but, he but only no, needed the whole of the press to do it. Indeed, right? No, but, but the Tories never had to do a policy review, do they? You know, they don't need to. They just they just change them like that. Yeah, yeah they just go. But they just don't have to do anything. They just have to exist, and people elect them. Like that's well, the yeah. truth. But I mean, Kieran's right. And the, the, the thing is, with them, the Labour Party is a more democratic party than the Conservative Party, and that that gives it. I think I said the other day to someone else. I was chatting to someone after the after we were coming back from the sort of half the sort of half good, half bad uh, Surrey results. I was at. That the Labour Party has the turning circle of uh, an iceberg. Like it's just it, like it, 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 if it changes, it has to change. Like eh, 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 I, I don't, the thing is, I don't, I really don't think it has to be this way because I, I think it doesn't see its membership as a sort of an opportunity. I don't mean this in a sort of left wing sense of oh, give them all the power. I'm saying they should see them as a road test. They should, they, should, you know, they can easily fix anything to go past their members if they want to. This has been seen with Corbyn, been seen with anyone before him. But instead of you saw Luke Akehurst and uh, the other Labour first Nathan, guy. Sorry. Nathan Yale. Nathan Yale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They wrote an article today in the Times, which basically amounted to, we would like you to hand us control of the Labour Party because we understand the ordinary people better than you. And I don't know about you, but I don't know how many ordinary people will randomly sit, like start blathering on about how the Vietnam War was actually good and, you know, uh, Atley was right to invade uh, Malaysia. <laughs> all those strong things. Yeah, I like, I like, and I, I, you know, all the best to to that fact of the party. I, I don't like to be really strongly factual, but I, I, I don't agree with many of their ideas really at all. But 
they're weird Labour people as well. I think there's problems with Labour membership because the Labour members are also quite weird, but they are less weird than Labour wants. No, but they're, 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 you know, there are at least a lot of them, and you could, if you viewed them just as a road tester for your leadership rather than a hurdle to be overcome, I think I think you would have a lot more healthy relationship for, with people on the right of the party with the members. I, I don't think any of this. I, I just think, you know, have you guys ever considered, you know, having a good leader? I'm just saying. I mean, I, like, I, I don't want to be like, if she says about this, but like, who is there? I mean, like, I, I, in in the kind of like current PLP, I mean, you know, I, I know we're like the the resident kind of like repository of like Nandy fandom is 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 the TSR, and I like Nisa Nandy. Don't get me wrong, but like when John Smith died in nineteen ninety in nineteen ninety two, I I was oh, born ninety ninety four. Come I, on, man. I, I don't know, I don't care. I wasn't alive. Um, <laughs> but like it was immediately clear who would take over, and that there was a kind of like political mission for the people who would take over. Equally, when Kinnock took over after Foot, whenever again, wasn't born then, he had like... 1983, a, come on! He had the stones to actually go about and say like, no, this is like what I'm going to do. It took a while for him to like get off the ground, a couple well, of rocky he years. Didn't, he didn't do that until 1985. Yeah, okay. What, <laughs> what are you talking like, about? But like eventually, there, there, there was a <laughs> project. There was a... You know what I mean though? Like, years again. There, there was a project. Like there was an actual like reason for like Neil Kinnock to get out of the bed in the morning. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to deal like, with militant, right? What What is like Keir Starmer waking up in the morning? Like what? Like what is his... He's like, what, what is getting him up other than like well, the pain? Thing with, okay, well, my answer would have been is sorry, um, that the sort of thing that isn't acknowledged is that him and Rayner are both representatives of Corbynism still. Mm. You know, they're both still pushing very similar stuff. If you look, and it's almost like a sort of as fast of the sort of you know, the TBs and the GBs from the Tony Blair era, you know, the, the sort of two figures with largely superficial differences. One of them having a sort of unearned reputation for being more left wing, you know, and it's it's sort of unacknowledged that these two people don't really have that much difference and I, I rely really on each rely on each other for their you know shared success. I I, I really disagree. I, I feel like Angela Rayner. She for all the stuff you can say about her, she has very clear. Somebody calls call her Callahan-esque, which I, I really like because I she don't know. I don't see that at all. She is. Don't she mention is that because... name in this in this podcast. <laughs> because don't you bring is... that man up? She is. She is... So, she is in some way socially conservative, but Callahan no, she's, was okay, socially I'm not, conservative. I'm not, I'm not saying that she's like perfect. Like it's not one for one for one because like being socially conservative, being like someone I, who hated. I think babe, she's just an MP in the seventies. Is like union. no, uh, but she, not just I think, that. I, I think it is relevant. Like. Um... But why didn't I vote for Angela Rayner in the end? As much as I might call her RM, I do quite like her. But she has, she does occasionally say some stuff on like imperialism or whatever, which is actually like, you know, like it's more very like close the... to like normal people's thing. Things right, right. I don't think I think Angela Rayner is close to being a normal person than Keir Starmer. Yeah. Um, Unquestionably. Uh, but then Keir, and then Keir Starmer is further right than her. I think on on security stuff. I don't think like, so. I, you think you don't think I I don't I can't really see. I think he is just by virtue of not being close to the union, so he wouldn't. You know, she would vote against spy cops because you know she would vote against spy cops because it was the obvious decision to vote for against spy cops. Yeah. yeah, he he just decided it wasn't. 
because oh because the intern like it, 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 like like Stella Creasy is quite right wing, and she was like, hey, we shouldn't do this because of this, this, and this. You I, know, I think, I, I think I, she I, ended up a voter, but but she, but she, it, she it's you know. never been quite clear to me exactly what pushes thinking on that but my assumption it was some like dpp led thinking like i yeah i also think this i assume so, as dpp and i'm not being conspiratorial i just assume that as dpp like at least once a case related to this kind of thing crossed his desk and it, and it was a, a bit of a nightmare he understands yeah, a bit of the context. i think the, be- the best of my understanding is that basically was no legal framework for spy cops like activity yeah. to happen right. and he thought it would be good to have it on the statute books. Yeah, because, because but this was an actual campaign robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was an actual campaign that this was regulated. That mm. this be regulated. This was, but the problem is that that like when when the thing was put to to, to like actual votes and stuff, the the legislation was out of someone who is pretty Patel, mm. and and so like at that point you go, mm, this is this is quite bad. I think the words like cut like quite a lot. Yeah, I mean it, it's, it. it's not it's not nearly as bad as it was. So if if we wouldn't mind, yeah, um, like. Um, moving on from kind of like spy cops and the, and what we think is going to happen, if you wouldn't, because um, I'm I'm conscious of, of time and and, and uh, editing, of course, if you could kind of like in in turn give your kind of final thoughts for the kind of past well, I don't know seventy two hours or so, and 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 you know think wh- where where the party is going, where you know like a good future might be maybe or you know where things are actually going to lead. My view is. As always, if you fuck this up once and you don't change, you might get lucky, but the odds are you're going to fuck up again, right? So what I expect is that eventually something's going to happen that's big enough to end up and Starman's leadership. And like, not only like in theory, because right now it's, it's just in theory ended, but it will end in practice. In terms of policy, I expect the party to move, not, not super move to the right, but like move slightly to the right. But I don't expect Rachel Reeves to be actually as right wing as people are saying, because I think, I think the stuff that she wanted to do was basically coming true anyway, which is like a lot of stuff around insourcing and some stuff around inequality. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's not inspiring, is it? So that's what, sort of where I expect expect them to be. I think a lot of stuff is like, you know, unknown. But my feeling is that what they have done, briefing against Nandy and briefing against Ashworth and briefing against Rainer, is to create a very strong circle of people within the shadow cabinet that now don't respect his authority and are free to do as they please. And so I expect the Labour Party to just continue to like slog through these things. And we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it can if it manages to like luck out and hang on. I don't think so. I, I'll give it like six months a year. So I would say for me the last time hours have been like that bit in The Simpsons where Homer falls down Springfield George after like trying to leap it. And I feel like the sum of these people up so far has been Homer trying to leap the gorge. And then I think like becomes very quickly apparent he can't do it, and I feel like we're now at the point when Homer's got out of the gorge. But as Julia says, like he can only fall down the gorge again. Um, like I think that potentially exists. Uh, it's he's in some ways it's just a quote unquote bubble story, right? Like I can't believe that many voters have actually mattered, but actually within the bubble, he has pissed off a bunch of people who actually matter, 
and that means I think that whenever the car, wh- whatever happens to end the Starmer leadership, even certainly if he gets into power, right? Like the point is, imagine the scenario where Labour win the next election, but imagine like, okay, but then you've got to appoint a lot of people to actual government, you know, like the seeds of whatever ends Starmer's leadership Labour Party at any point sort of started in the last 72 hours, is what I think. I disagree with that just because, I mean, if you look at the chance, you know, he had Peter Mandelson saying to Corbyn, he can be leader for as long as he likes, um, after he won. You know, obviously that was temporary, but I think if he could, I think he can turn it around from this, but it would require, you know, getting in a day a conception of the Labour Party and what each faction wants. Like Patrick Maguire wrote a piece, uh, today, which said that a not insignificant body of, uh, the PLP thinks that it would be easier to make a decisive break with Corbyn if the mess within Westminster and beyond, as in like if you, you know, getting poor election results remains. And it's like they haven't learned a basic lesson of Corbynism that if you, you can't lead a party backwards and expect to have a say in its future, you know. So I think, I definitely think this, this is the seed of the end for him, like uh, Line said. Like it reminds me of when. Theresa May tried to sack Jeremy Hunt and ended up promoting him. Yeah. And, you know, a year later. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't promote him. She, she just left him because he, <laughs> he just he, decided. Yeah, he, he, he just, just even if he's like, you're fine, he's like, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's, you know, what Rainer did and then got right. a better job out of it. So she right. did even better than Jeremy Hunt. I think his sort of initial strategy of, you know, being 2017, but, um, you know, with a reassuring chin isn't going to work now, especially because, you know, he's not the smart, he's not the ad- adult in the room. He sacked, uh, Dodds and brought in Reeves because the, the papers told him to. They'll try and bounce him into any decision now. And, you know, if he continues to do it, he'll just look, look even weaker. I'm inclined to kind of like come in and, and, and be hopeful about things because I think, you know, we live in a kind of era of, of, you know, political second chances, even it with the Labour Party. But I, I, I do think it's kind of the moment, like f- from my point of view, certainly as you know, a kind of Labour member who was, you know, you, you're tuned into these sort of things, where it was like the end of the Wizard of Oz in terms of the fact that like you've had this like mooted, competent leader who's meant to like kind of, you know, have a handle on things, and maybe we're all we, me other kind of idiots for buying into it in the first place that you know like someone could actually kind of do the job well but it's the end of the wizard of oz <laughs> where like the curtain gets drawn away and it's just like a guy pushing buttons like it's just a bloke and like he's sweating and like he doesn't really know what he's doing to be quite frank and i think you know on on the one hand that that is a, a humbling moment when you kind of think like oh you know like my preconceptions of of a kind of quiet life as a labor member and not having to think about this stuff were wrong and probably i was wrong to think them in the first place um, but on the other hand, you kind of think, well, the one saving grace in all of this is that no, no one normal has paid attention. And if you think, well, if there's a string of government cock-ups and as, you know, Tyrion, Tyrion is, is particularly tiggerish about kind of corruption, even though he is now Keith Pilled himself, I might add. Um, you know, I don't think there's anyone on TSR who, who isn't now Keith. Pilled. Yeah, I know. Like, this is it, you know. Well, no. I'm never. I'm gonna. I'm never gonna call him Keith because yeah, no, I used no, to but, have. Oh no! no I, 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 I never. Yeah. I used yeah, and I. I, I, I used I, to have the name Keith, Keith Stormzy before it was cool, and now like every time I see yeah. this, I think people. Remember when I got John Harwood to call me to be like, "Hello, Keith." 
<laughs> replying to a, a tweet to me. This was the greatest thing that has ever happened. That was that was that was great. So I think, but like in, in terms of you know, you know, there is a chance for like he's not politically moribund i would say in terms of the fact that there isn't something that's like it's a slow bead like like rena said in terms of the fact that like you know you you've basically shown the plp to to be incompetent the unions are probably going to look at you and say like you don't know what the fuck you're doing at the end of the day really do you like you you haven't really got like a strong narrative moving forward and you don't really have a characterization of the labor party it's going to be hard for them to get um political like big political donors yeah and i i think beyond that like like along with along with the donors because it's like you know he's he was not he's not that same th- figure of authority that he was before but i think the nuts and bolts of the next any nec election no one likes talking about this are going to be bloody messy like like the, 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 there there is trouble coming down the line in the fact that like at some point john trickett and john and, and richard bergen like other people will come into the frame and have like critiques of starmerism that will catch a mood within the party beyond like the online left and and that's a, and that's going to be a problem. And like you, you've just basically set that up because you've just created this antagonism with like the Labour memberships. Like, well, not not three phase, but like some of its some of its liked members, shall we say? And like you know, it's not difficult to see opposition forming along that line. So even though I'm yeah, I'm I'm not particularly as pessimistic as 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 you through, I think it is probably you know it will be a striking moment. I think in in the leadership of of the party. I think moving forward. He can turn it around. He's just not doing any of the things that yeah. are necessary to do that. This is the thing. It's like it, you can see it, it's a, a kind of like it, I know we don't want to do f- politics as kind of football managers here, but like you can see like the kind of like roots of the the issue in in terms of what's going forward, and like you know you can say, well, he's not playing so and so in the right position, or you know he's, he's got the wrong people around him, that sort of thing, or Mourinho's lost his touch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it's just like, well. This guy's Eddie Howe, isn't he? Like, we went into this thinking like this is a proper like, like experienced manager, and this guy's Eddie Howe, and like he can put a good show on, but like managing the team long term, I don't think. We love football here. I I also yeah, think American that like people. the thing is like I know you were pessimistic, but I'm I'm actually really optimistic about like I am actually really excited to see him. Like I hope he doesn't lead us into election because if he does. I think it will be bad and we will lose seats. But if he falls before that, I'm actually really excited about it. And like, here's the thing. I'm excited because Keir Starmer is not Jeremy Corbyn. So the thing with Jeremy Corbyn that, that, that made, that made me, that made me feel completely like hopeless is that like he kept fucking up and I kept thinking he's going to stay forever. He's never going to leave. He's going to stay forever. There's nothing we can do about it. We just have to burn the house on fire. This guy just set himself on fire. You know, like, he's going to get, if he gets a vote of no confidence, he's not going to get a membership to, to back him up. He's going to go. He's easier to get, get get rid of than the other guy. So, like, in this way, I find it, like, extremely, like, exciting to watch him, like, fail. You know, like, I'm optimistic. I think I think he's going to fail, and I think... Bigger and better things are coming along. You might say things can only get better. Things can only get better. <laughs> I, I, I want. Can I share my sports anecdote? Absolutely. Yes. So I, I follow. Uh, I think he's sort of in the illusion of the NFL a little bit. Um, and my friend was saying the other day that like the most there's like there's some really generic things commentators can say about a player when they're being considered in the draft, which is like putting players into the team, and like something is like you might say of them. 
oh, they, they've got a really high ceiling, or they're fun to watch. That's like a contentless thing you can say about it. And I feel like, in many ways, like, I could, that's the kind of thing that you could prove to you said about Keir Starmer, that like, you could just, just sort of generically kind of good things which are kind of contentless. But now I'm like, oh no, actually, I have some really, there are some really kind of solid criticisms that like, link back to other stuff. In football, so, you, you, you would say he's quite a limited footballer. Like, that, that is now a reasonable criticism that he's, he's a limited politician, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Guys, guys, don't be depressed. You're gonna get your watch. You're gonna get your watch. A 60 year old man set himself on fire and then destroy himself in the most beautiful act of like self destruction since some, some operas out there. Enjoy. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about it. I I live, I live in, in God's own country. I live in Mark Drakeford's Wales. Long may he reign. And I can't wait for the day that the Welsh Labour Party assumes control of the UK Labour Party because they definitely, definitely would do a better job. I think think you mean when the UK Labour Party takes over the English Labour Party. (laughs) Things are going to get better. Um, Things are going to get better. I mean, they certainly can't get worse in here. Record scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Things did, in fact, get worse (laughs) from here. I'm going to tell you guys something. Uh, This whole mess happened in my 30th birthday. And I was, um, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it, but I'm not in the place where I wish I was now that I'm 30, but I had a really good time watching this. And I just think when I was younger and this stuff really got to me, it was because I thought, oh no, the labor party is going to self-destruct. And I can assure you have gone through the the other side that you're going to come out to this and be like, oh my god, it's so funny. The Labour Party is gonna self-destruct, and you're gonna like, you're gonna oh, really enjoy oh, to, it. Oh, to be clear, like, I'm already, I'm not depressed about any of it. Like, I, yeah. I have some, I have some bits of optimism, and I have no control. I have no control or agency. So, yeah, yeah I mean, but, the the Labour Party descending into infighting straight after an election, you know, uh, is pretty much part of the course. It's, so. it, it's almost like you know that it's it's kind of timed with the world. Well. The United Kingdom returning back to normal a little bit, isn't it? It's like, yeah. oh, lockdown's ending, Labour Party's at war with itself. <laughs> it's literally exactly like that. It's yeah. like it's something like reality is snapped back into place, and Labour Party's been like, oh, right. It's actually almost it's reassuring. I'm like, oh, feels normal. I, I actually forgot there was a pandemic because I was like too busy looking at like Labour Twitter exploding. Oh, oh, yeah, what a joy. I'll see on days. We're back. We're back, boys. Now let's make some good content. <laughs> Inviting back, maybe it's good again. Oh, and that brings us to the end of another social review podcast for today. Thank you so much to my co-hosts. Julia, Lines, and Kieran for coming on and contributing. I had a fantastic time recording it. If listeners wouldn't mind sharing the podcast on the social media platform of their choice, as well as leaving a positive review, it helps out the show immensely. We'll be back later in the week to discuss in depth the results that went on in England, Wales, and Scotland, um, and kind of, you know, drill down a bit below the noise and see what the kind of on the ground implications are. So, once again, from all of us at the social review team, thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic rest of the day.